You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Hey there, come on in and take a seat and get comfortable. Welcome back to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle. Now today we're going to be talking about mirrors and loops. It sounds very Halloween funhouse-esque, if you will. Funhouse-ish, funhouse-esque. You get the point. Um, And the reason that I want to talk about this today is because one thing that that I'm constantly very hyper aware of in my own space and that I try really hard to get other people aware of is just the impact that your environment and each little thing in it has on your mind and your emotions and your mood and your attitude and all of those things. And there's one thing that I love just in general. It's about finding ways to automate things and and get those passive results without having to put in extra energy and effort. I mean, I guess like at the core, I really enjoy my lazy time. I really enjoy my downtime. I don't want to have to work too hard if I don't have to work too hard at something. It's very do less, as Kate Northrup puts it, you know, very do less method. Um, And so, you know, when you can really tap into that and you become hyper conscious, hyper aware of what's going on in your space and how it's impacting you and how you can tweak this and tweak that, then you can have this whole passive system that's like a support system that keeps you on track, keeps you, you know, working toward whatever it is that you're trying to work toward without having to put in the extra effort. So one thing that you may, if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me talk about before, is just how your environment immediately impacts your mood and energy. Like there's nothing that I can think of that that impacts the way you feel and, you know, like your heart rate, your all, all of the stuff that goes along with your emotions and mood um, quite as immediately as, I mean, can you think of anything that, that is as immediate as just stepping into a room, right? I mean, that's pretty immediate. And one example that I use frequently is, okay, take a day spa, for example. When you walk into a day spa, you know, they've got like the, the aromatherapy, lavender, whatever kind of scents going on in the air and maybe even have some some nice soft music playing in the background and the lights are dimmed they don't have those bright you know blue lights that are just kind of beaming down on you and you just the whole sensation of a really good day spa hopefully is is one of relaxation and calming so you can literally walk in the front door And just immediately, even though you haven't had your massage or treatment or whatever it is that you went there to do, you immediately get this ah, relaxed sensation. You know, you can feel the muscles just kind of melting down your shoulders. You're already starting to feel better. You know you made a good choice for the day. It's an immediate response just by walking in the door. It's not even a placebo effect. You know, sometimes uh, Matt likes to say, like, as soon as he takes a Tylenol, he already feels just a little bit better because he knows that that the goodness is coming. It's not even that. It's like that there is a, a physical, biological, immediate, chemical 
all of the good science things, all the good science words, response to just walking into a certain space and absorbing those vibes. And one that I like to use as a contrast to that, okay, is going to a haunted house, which if you're wondering what what the deal is with all of this Halloween theme, you know, like fun house stuff. It's very top of mind for me right now because at the time of this recording, um, we are, I think, like a week out from Halloween. It's October 24th. Um, so I'm very, very aware, I, I suppose, of of Halloween's looming appearance with, you know, like getting the kids ready and we just got their costumes and we've been dancing around the house and what our new things are going to be. Not, not so much me as them, um, but regardless, That's where we are at this current point in time. You might be listening to this episode years into the future during the summertime, so don't let that influence too much. The the purpose of this still is very applicable any time of year. But if you were to go into a haunted house, you would notice the exact opposite physical and emotional and mental sensations um, that you would walking into a nice calming day spa. Just by walking into the room of the haunted house or maybe even outside before you walk in, especially if you're my oldest, she's terrified of haunted houses, your heart rate starts to quicken right? You, you know, your pulse is faster, your, your, your nerves are a little more vibrational, you're a little more uneasy and just prepared for whatever's about to jump out at you. Your breathing starts to, to quicken and become a little more shallow. Maybe your muscles start to tense up, whereas with the other example, they were just kind of loosening and relaxing down your back. You get, you get these very different um, immediate emotional responses. And I call this the mirror effect, right, that your body and your emotions and your moods um, are mirroring the environment. And that's just that's just considering like an outside, an outside environment, something that you didn't have control over. It's not your own home space. It's, it's just an environment in general to where you just walked into the room. And all of a sudden, you're getting these mirrored effects that are caused by being in that space. And that's just reality. It's true of of every living thing. Have you ever had a, a pet, like a pet lizard or a pet turtle? I don't know why I'm on the reptiles right now. A pet fish, maybe. Um, something that lived like in a controlled habitat. I'm not necessarily talking about dogs and cats because they can live in our habitat. And in that essence, it's not really very different from the example that I gave of humans. But uh, anything that, that has to live in a very specific habitat. And, you know, think think of a hamster, right? You got to put the little wheel in there so that it can get its exercise and it needs to have the little chips. I've, I've never actually, I think I was a kid when I had a hamster, so I'm not super fresh on it, but I've walked in PetSmart before and I know that they have like the little cardboard box shredded looking chip things in there for them to dig around and burrow in. It, every creature, everything that's living um, needs certain things from their environment and they are directly impacted by their environment. I would say probably the quickest way to kill a pet is by not tending to its environment because it matters that much. I mean, a rat can have a heart attack just by just by having an environment that isn't supportive to their natural neural system. So, I mean, it's it's important to everybody. It's just the reality of being alive is that we need to or that we respond to our surroundings. If we didn't, then nothing would be alive because we would all get eaten by the random thing that's hiding around the corner because we wouldn't be responding, right? So this whole mirror effect is 
it's it's there consistently. It's there regardless, and it immediately impacts um, all of the different things that makes you you. All of your emotions, your mindset, your physical well being, and you know, just if you took that a step further, just looking at say the haunted house experiment that we were talking about, um, you know, with the the tensing and the quickening and the the stress, the increased stress level. If your home is exhibiting some of those same types of mirrored effects, if it's leading your body to have this consistent stress effect or your mind to have this consistent anxiety response on a regular basis, well, then you're having the health detriments that go along with that consistent stressful response, right? We all know you've heard the studies, I'm sure, about like stress and how horrible it is on pretty much all of your body systems and your mental faculties and just your general ability to make daily decisions and and reason and be a happy person. Um, It just it, it affects all of that stuff. So that is also just all included in this whole mirror effect. Now, I talk about that a lot. But today, I'm going to talk a little more about a different type of effect which is this concept of a feedback loop. You've heard the phrase, out of sight, out of mind. So if you were to walk in the front door, you've got, you know, maybe you're thinking about your day or you have a blank slate on your mind, and then you see a box of cookies. Guess what? You're going to eat some cookies. Those cookies, just seeing them, primed your brain to want a cookie. And everything in your home operates as a feedback loop for your brain. You saw the cookie because it was in your environment. You then, you know, your your brain had a response to it. You then took a physical response, a physical action to go then eat a cookie, even though that wasn't on your mind at all before. Everything inside of your home operates on this sense of a feedback loop, which is is how you can program your home to make yourself successful in things that you're trying to do, you know, whether that's with diet, you know, you want to eat more fruit, well, make that fruit visible and don't put things in your environment that aren't going to support whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Um, You know, you want to do more exercise, well, put your, your exercise clothes to where you can see them when you wake up every day because just the fact or the act of having them there to where you can visually see them is going to stimulate that reminder. Now, whether you choose to take action on it from that point on is up to you, but this at least um, primes you for taking the actions that you're wanting to take and for getting results that you're hoping to to get. So it works on a deeper level too. I mean, that's very, very surface level, but on a deeper level, what you think about yourself because of your environment will also impact how you're feeling. So for example, if your home is filled with just like broken junk and you have stuff everywhere and it looks kind of like a flea market because you're constantly like collecting and hoarding and holding on to these different random things, what do you think that says about you? What is that telling you about yourself? Like, Maybe that you're not worth getting something that's a little higher value, or maybe that you don't feel secure, you don't feel like you can trust the future, but so you are constantly holding on to these things, or, you know, it's, it, it tells you something about how you feel about yourself, what you're tolerating in your own life, what you feel like you deserve. So even on a deeper level, and this is especially true for our homes, and especially as women, I've read studies 
that say that women um, directly relate their environment to sensations of self-worth and, you know, like it can lead to to depression and anxiety, just having an environment that doesn't support wherever that woman thinks that her environment should be. You know, like uh, shame and inadequacy are common words that are associated with people who feel like they don't have their house in order. Now, that's very subjective, of course. So really, it comes down to how that person feels about themselves having that space in order. And when you come in and you're constantly getting this reflected back to you of, oh, yeah, this is where I am, you know, or, oh, yeah, I'm holding on to these things that are just Nah, they're good enough because someday I'm going to be able to get something that's going to last a little bit longer or someday I'll be able to get something that's yada, yada, yada. Well, that's telling your brain that uh, you're telling yourself that, um, okay, I'm in this, I'm not there yet. I'm in this latency period. I'm in the meh period of my life, but someday I'll be in the good period of my life. You know, your environment, whether it's good or bad or whatever way you're interpreting it, a lot of it is down to your own perception of, you know, what your values are, your perception of where you think that things should be as far as like how far along you feel like you should be or what state you feel like things should be in or how things should look. That can be different, very different from person to person. Um, But regardless, whatever your perception is and whatever state your home is in, that's acting as a feedback loop. So if you're feeling, even on an emotional level, if you're feeling depressed and you just don't feel like messing with anything, you feel depressed, please don't make me get up and put anything away. I'm just going to set it on the bedside table and go to sleep. And then you wake up the next morning and you see that you're surrounded by all of this junk, candy wrappers, empty canisters of ice cream and spoons that now have sticky stuff all over them. And you've just got your laundries all over the place. And that's what you open your eyes to. Well, now you just feel even more depressed, you know, maybe you opened your eyes with a blank slate, but as soon as you looked around the room, now it's, oh, yeah, this is where I am. You know, it's a feedback loop. It got there because of the state of your mind previously. And now because of the state of your home, your mind is right back where it started. And it's like it feeds itself. So now you're depressed. So you're going to add more junk to it. And then you're going to wake up the next day feeling even worse and even more depressed. And it's just going to keep going. And that's just one example. This could, this could be the case for just a number of things. It could be that that you're feeling super stressed and anxious and overwhelmed and you have too many things on your plate. And so because you have too many things on your plate and you've overpacked yourself and you're trying to, instead of chunking things down like you should and working through, you know, one day at a time, you're seeing all the balls up in the air. And because your mind is in that state, you don't have time to sit around and think about where things need to go inside of your home. So you're just using something and then throwing it on the table and looking through these papers, shuffling them all up and then leaving them like splayed across your desk. And then, you know, you're just going from one space to the next space, just leaving things in the same state that your mind was in when you went into that space. And then you come back into the room a few hours later or the next day and Ooh, let's add to the overwhelm because now my place looks like chaos and how can I even think and how can I even find anything in this huge mess? You see, it's a feedback loop. So let's put a pin in that, shall we? What if you aren't really interacting with your environment much at all? 
Like it's just something that's there and you're in this whole, you know, mindset of just disconnecting and neglecting. You have these habits of just disconnecting and neglecting, walking in the door, closing your eyes till you get upstairs and Netflix is on, that kind of thing. And this is something that a lot of people do when they start to feel overwhelmed or unhappy with the information that they're getting. So, you know, like if you're constantly feeling overwhelmed with your home space and you're not happy with the feedback that it's giving you, what it's saying about you, um, you know, a lot of people don't want to deal with that. And so they numb out, you know, like, I'm not dealing with this right now. Just give me a glass of wine. I'm not, I don't even want to look at what's going on around me. Just give me the wine or just, you know, let's turn on Netflix and escape in something else. Or let me pop a Xanax so I can just go to sleep and not have to deal with any of the stuff that's going on around me. So if you do this for long enough, your home may not even be a reflection of you anymore. It may not even reflect where you currently are if you've been neglecting it and ignoring it and just kind of disconnecting from the whole experience altogether. It could be reflecting an old version of you that's not even applicable to where you are currently. It's kind of like any kind of relationship. If you have a relationship with somebody and then all of a sudden you get frustrated with them and so you just disconnect. Disconnect, you're not communicating, you're going to live alongside this person and continue to just do your own thing and then a year passes, another year passes and all of a sudden you just don't even know who that person is anymore. There's this, this whole disconnect that's happened. Well, you can do that same thing with your environment. You just disconnect. You don't interact with it anymore. Everything else stays the same. So it's still reflecting this story, basically, of who you used to be. And it's kind of scary sounding in that it's like you're trapped into this physical representation or physical manifestation of your past, who you used to be old thought patterns that you used to have, old routines or habits that used to be a part of who you are. Now, you may not notice consciously any of that. There's something that, uh, something like 23 million or 30 million, I don't know, some scientist has defined like so many million bits of information that is just kind of constantly vying for our attention. And our brain is actually only able to focus on like a 100 of that, like some small percentage of that number. So yeah, when you walk into the same room every day, and the stuff is in the same place, the same pictures are on the wall, your brain doesn't see that as necessary, important information for you to notice and be aware of per se. In fact, it can start to to just kind of bleed into the structure of the room itself and, and just be like a part of a part of the walls, it's just a part of the structure. And you just don't really notice it anymore. But just because you're not consciously aware of everything that is surrounding you, it doesn't mean that you're not somehow still aware. Your subconscious mind, your neurological system, you're you're absorbing more information than what you actually consciously realize. How many of you like had a dream about something and you're like, where did that even come from? And maybe the the dream was like based on something in reality and you're just baffled as to where that information came from. Or, you know, somebody asked you a question that you don't think you know the answer to, but all of a sudden you just pull this answer out of nowhere. We're constantly absorbing 
far more information than what we actually realize. And so when you are constantly in these environments, surrounded by these things, even though you're not noticing them, parts of you are still picking up on that feedback loop. Parts of you are still being reminded of those old emotions, of the the way that you used to be. That could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing, right? It could be, you know, negative relationships or, you know, just things from the past that you've moved on from for the most part, but you're not really completely able to sever yourself from those because it's still being a reminder constantly every day in the background in your surroundings, So even when you don't realize, even when you've checked out, you've numbed out, you've disconnected, you know, turn the power button off, you're still being impacted by this feedback loop. The only difference is that now the feedback loop may not even be relevant and it could just be keeping you stuck in the past. So knowing that, you know, there, there are a lot of things that happen in life that we have no control over. But this is something that you actually can control. You can control your home space probably more than you can control anything else in your life. You can control that. You can control this feedback loop. You can control this mirror, which is influencing and impacting how you feel, how you behave, you know, how you think. It's impacting all of these things. And it's something that you actually are able to control, to manipulate, to, you know, contribute to. That's how that's how you can create this home that's actually a support system for you and your goals and the things that you're trying to accomplish. So knowing this, knowing about this mirror effect and this feedback loop, if you're looking around your home, how can you control that feedback loop? How can you structure it in order to make yourself feel better, be happier, be more successful with the goals and the things you're trying to achieve, have more daily energy. All right, that is, that's the question. That's the skill. That's that's a lot of what I teach about in my course, Clutter Care, which will actually be opening pretty soon. But this is, this is the heart of a lot of that is just understanding how you can control and manipulate and tweak what changes can you make that are really going to take how you experience your environment and thereby your life to the next level. So I hope you got something out of this podcast episode. If you're a regular listener, or even if this is your first time, be sure to jump over to Apple Podcast and leave a review that would make me super happy. And it would help other people who need this stuff, who need to to get a little wake up call and to understand how to make themselves happier, how to make themselves have more daily energy, how to get these positive benefits. People need that stuff and they'll be able to find me if you go and leave a review. Have a good day and I'll catch you next week.